Hey everybody, welcome to the YouTube show. I'm Chris Pugh. Craig shops with me as well as Joe Castle. How are y'all doing today? Doing great. How are you guys? Excellent, excellent. All holiday moody and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Tis, tis the season and such. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we are taping this Christmas week. And before I forget later, which I'm kind of tired right now, so I probably will forget. Um, hey, when we celebrate, if it's Christmas or Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, uh, I got to watch the Festivus episode. If you celebrate <laughs> Festivus, yeah. whatever, just have a good holiday season. Remember the reason for a season, whatever you believe in, and just treat family, your coworkers, everybody else good. Just have a good couple days. I mean, we, we all need some time off. And if you have to work, that's okay. They'll probably be less busy and enjoy your slow day. But unfortunately, in my work, it's never slow anymore. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, <laughs> I was hoping to take a week or two off, but my gosh, it was tough. So, oh, well, uh, enough of that. Uh, well, hey, uh, YouTube, what did we talk last week? We talked about our, our mobster friend. Um, Craig was a little nervous getting a hold of the mobster guy. I tweeted our podcast at him. Um, he what, followed what me on Twitter. Oh, he followed oh. me on Twitter? Whoa. Yeah, I, I followed him while we were taping. Okay. And, you know, he followed me a couple of days later. So, yeah. Right on. <laughs> yeah. Now, I've got to ask, does he follow everybody? Like, you can usually tell on, on Twitter – like, is he following that many people? Do he just follow you because you followed him? Or what? Um, I no, I don't think he. Uh, no, he didn't. I don't think he was following that many people. Yeah, I don't. Ah. I don't. I don't believe. I don't believe he's one of those that just like like Tay Diggs or whatever is probably the <laughs> the thing where he just like follows everybody. But yeah, Mark, two thousand forty nine followers. So you okay. know, I mean, I'm not in. You know, rare company here, but I'm I'm in the company of a few, and you don't have the blue check either. And I'm like Chris, I'm no, saying no. that's a good thing. But sometimes, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I I, I looked at that wrong. He's he's followed by 2,049 people. He only wow. follows 189. Wow, and you don't have wow. the blue check, right? And I do not have the blue check. No, come on, gonna give me the blue check. Because I know sometimes, like, for work, I'll tag a lot of people, either you guys on the podcast yeah. or people that we've talked about or, you know, tag people on work stories and share. And I know sometimes people see my blue check mark and follow me back just based on the blue check mark. I mean, they're not interactive with me at all. Yeah. But, like, some lady from NBC, I can't remember her name now, some, like, one of their anchors followed me. And um, I think it's just because we both share a blue check mark, but... Same. I've had the same phenomenon happen. I've had people like I would share a thing or something that involved them, and then they surprisingly they, they would follow me. I'm like, why is this person following me? This makes no sense. But I think it's the power of the blue check. And I also get a lot of questions from people like, so uh, not to be rude, but uh, you've got like seven followers. How'd you get a blue check? I'm like, it's not about your followers. It's about verifying who you are in out in meat space. Well, not online, I, so I'll mention her name because she was a podcast guest before. I'd love to have her back on if she could. Uh, it was funny when uh, Craig, you and I had Lori Schmidt, who's currently yeah. the assistant sports editor at the dispatch. Yeah. We had her on the podcast, and it was funny because Lori always bowed Twitter on getting that blue check mark. I'm like, <laughs> Lori, you're a connect now, you should be able to get that check mark. 
I don't think she's gotten it yet. Because I'm huh. sure I would have heard if she has it. Um, but yeah, she's been fighting that for a long time. Um, Gannett used to have this thing where you would sign up um, every six months or so. I haven't seen that sheet lately, so I'm not sure if maybe they stopped doing that. Who knows? So I'm gonna keep my blue check and <laughs> keep it. <going. laughs> I did when I when I got to my new paper here at Clarksville. I did fill out a thing. You know, our boss kind of just like sent the, the thing around saying, "Hey, put in your." social media so we can get it verified and oh, i have not man. heard anything of that i don't know how that's you know if that's like a fast process or whatever but i did i did do that so hopefully that and that's the first time i've ever been asked by the company hey what's your stuff we want to verify you so hopefully that's a good sign right. um but so far i have not received the blue check mark so well our, our next step and and Craig, both you and Joe can help me out. Um, we need to get our our podcasts verified too, because we share Gannett stories. I mean, yeah. you know, we operate independently of Gannett, but you know, we share some stuff. Yeah, but you yeah. know what? Though? I will say this. I will I will trade the blue check mark for the opportunity to be one of the only two hundred and seventeen followed of Bob Garver, our our resident yes. city film critic. Yes. So Bob Garver follows me. That's all that matters. Well, and why we, for Bob Garver's follow. Well, and why we took this detour was um, the guy we talked about last week, the mobster. You know, there, there was a little bit of nerves. I said, Craig, go reach out to him. Get him on the show. And, you know, this guy's a mobster. I mean, he could listen to the podcast. And, you know, I, I was watching my back during the past week to make sure everything's okay. <laughs> Um, well, to be I fair, guess, he's he's a reformed uh, mobster, right? And isn't that technically? He, yeah, yeah. I hope yeah, <laughs> you could trigger, I and mean, you could be triggered. You know, you can get mad enough for the the urge comes back from the past. I mean, I, it, it can be tough. Yeah. But hey, he's following you, Craig. I mean, yeah, yeah. Maybe there's follow- a bond there, a tight bond. I mean, you know. Well, yeah, I you know, I mean, I, I had thought maybe I, I could reach out and say, hey, do you want to come on the show? And I, I mentioned that to my wife, and she gave me this look like, well, maybe you shouldn't do that. So um, <laughs> so I think I have to. Um, you married well, Craig. I think yeah. you married well. <laughs> maybe he's looking for his replacement mobster. Like, he left the mob. <laughs> And maybe they said, "Look, you got to recruit somebody to come in." I, you, you can I go can, uh, if you if you're getting right. out. You got to get somebody else in. It's, and he's got to be I'm a zero sum game here, bud. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> if that's the way it goes. Like you know, one person replaces the other, or you got to find your replacement before you can retire, or something. Maybe or yeah, so maybe he saw you followed him, and you know, sometimes you look at people that follow you, and you say, "Hey, maybe I'll follow him or not." He is investigating you, Craig. He wants you to be the potential next mobster. I hope not. I'm. I don't know that I'm cut out for that biz, but um, you know, I'm. I'm very. I would be very fascinated, fascinated in talking to him about it, but um, I don't know that. Um, I don't know that I'd be cut out for that. Uh, for that industry. Well, and I guess if you're a mobster, you can still be on the podcast. I don't think you have to leave the podcast, but you know. <laughs> Like that's good. The, I mean, that's good. Like they talk to, Le, like they yell at LeBron about. Stick to podcasting, Craig. Don't tell me mobster stories. if you become a mobster, yeah, I don't <laughs> want you interrupting. Definitely. Yeah. 
Ixnay yeah. on the Ob Talk May. Yeah, I, just, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know that it would be a good business practice if you were a mobster to do live talking about your mobster okay. work as you're doing yeah. it. That probably that probably would get you a lot of enemies, I would think. But yeah, I, uh, I think that's what uh, I think that would be one of those instances of of what uh, Mark was referring to as a knucklehead on the right. street. Yeah, 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 I would, yeah I, definitely. I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it'd be awkward if we're analyzing a YouTube video in the future of the Flintstones and Craig's like, hey, 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 yeah, before we continue, I whacked <laughs> this guy last week. Here's why <laughs> I did. But Craig, yeah. wait until we do the, another monster video. But, you know, we're, we're doing Flintstones. <laughs> I mean, we've got nothing to do with it. So it'll be tough. Well, I think I've built up a good following um, on okay. Twitter. You know, I've got like 1,200 12, followers. Yeah, I've, go. I've got some. You know, I've got some pretty, you know, popular followers. I've got some decent people that I know and care about followers, and you know, people that, as an Ohio reporter for you know the better part of nine years, it made sense for me to follow. And right. some of those people followed me, so I'm I'm very, uh, you know, thankful for that. So I can't complain too much. We can. Um... I got an idea for a show one of these days, and we're still the YouTube show. We're not going to change that. But one of these days upcoming, um, we should do a Twitter analysis show. My brother and I did that once, and it was so much fun. We kind of looked at the most famous follower we had that didn't follow a lot of people. Mm. And he had some comic following him that he couldn't figure out why it was following him because he, the comic didn't follow anybody. He okay. said, I just tweeted a joke at him once, and he started following me. So, yeah, <laughs> maybe one night. Cracked him up. I don't yeah. know. Maybe we can end the year that way. I don't know. We'll have to figure out what we're going to talk about later, but if we can't think of anything, maybe that'll be one. We'll really kind of sit there and say, who's following us and who's compelling or who's following us because they fall back? You know, who's got Tate Diggs following them? Because, you know, Tate <laughs> falls back everybody. <laughs> right. You know, I, I, will say, I will say this. My, my favorite follow aside from my wife and Bob Garver, and of course you guys, is is probably, and I'm a big sports fan, it's probably the following that I got from uh, Miami Marlins pitcher, the Marlins are my favorite team, Sandy Alcantara, followed me on Twitter, and I could not believe it. He only follows 195 people, oh, wow. and he follows me. Now, I'm not saying he's got a million followers, but the fact that a – very, very, very good starting pitcher in Major League Baseball follows me on Twitter is pretty cool. I got an idea for a show, and maybe this will be our end of the year show next week. Um, I listen to a sports talk show in Cleveland that makes me laugh because on occasion they have this contest where you know it's a live you know sports talk show. They'll say, "Hey, we'll give a vacation away to whoever can get the most famous person to call in." So, you know, it, it starts out with some random Indian from like 20 years ago. And I think the guy who won it last time got Albert Bell called in. They're like, whoa, it's Albert Bell. They called in. You know, we don't do these live, so we couldn't do that. But here's a show idea. You know, maybe we take a break from YouTube once. What if we bang? Well, that sounds weird. Banger Twitter followers. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a show. No, well, what if we reach out to our Twitter followers? And we have a contest between the three of us where we give the link out, show link, you can join the show, and we can see who's the biggest name we can ask to be on the show. 
So, oh. you know, you contact your mobster friend, Craig, and, <laughs> um, or your, you know, the baseball pitcher, you know, right. uh, and Joe, that anchor that you were talking about that followed you because you had the blue check mark. I, I'm, I'm quite sure that uh, I, I'm pretty sure that if I started doing that, those followers would become unfollowers pretty quickly. <laughs> But well, it may I mean, be worth trying. It'd be worth trying. And you need to do that every so often anyway. You need to kind of, well, you know, wheat, chaff, et cetera. So well, I like the idea, though. I like yeah. it. It's almost like these people, You like you see this, uh, this has started on, I think the latest one was on TikTok, about how somebody started with a spoon and they traded their way up to a car. Yeah, or they, yeah. they started with, I had this old belt and now they now I have a house. You know, it's like, I started with this follower who wasn't worth a whole lot. And hey, look at, you know, hey, Jerry Seinfeld's on the show this week or whatever. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll put it this way. Because, I mean, yeah, we could ask anybody. and Heck, you know, we could reach out to Justin Timberlake. Now, I don't think Justin's following us on any, any social media. <laughs> but what I'm saying is you could ask anybody. But if you're mutually following somebody, you're open to their DMs. So the thought would be is the advantage is if you reach out to somebody that's following you and that way you can DM them and you just say, hey, I'm a USA Today Network journalist. I mean, I carry some weight. <laughs> right. I, I mean, yeah, we don't have a humongous studio here. I mean, we're a small podcast, but we're not your brother's podcast. You know what I mean? Well, we, we got some clout. So, so it would be under the guise of saying that we're USA Today Network reporters and digital optimization team members though but we wouldn't be interviewing you under you know those pretenses it would be well, for our show that it, so it would not necessarily translate into what well, you know, what our jobs are though here's what i say i'm a usa team network uh journalist that has a personal podcast would you like to come on yeah i, I mean yeah, is it is a little bit of word solid shirt but we're saying exactly the way it is. I mean, we're not saying, hey, you'll be on the front page of your safety tomorrow. And no. I'll tell you something else. If we break news, and that's why you've seen some of these podcasts on dispatch.com, hey, if we get somebody big enough, they're saying something. I mean, hey, we've got editors that understand that, you know, they'll say, hey, write a story. I mean, hey, know. I don't promise you're going to be on the front of, a, of the <laughs> newspaper tomorrow, but you could be. You know, I have, yeah. go. I, mean, I, have to, I have to maybe I have to maybe humble brag, but if if we could get this guest, I am followed by Abraham Lincoln. Um, Whoa! Oh so, yeah. Well, okay. I got. Some, I mean, that would be pretty good because yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, you know, our friend Christina at the Hayes Center, Chris. Right. Oh yeah. So there is a uh, a person that enjoys Rutherford B Hayes probably more than many. And he created an account on Twitter based off of Rutherford B. Hayes being entombed in the grave. And he would tweet out, you know, very sarcastic and fun comments. Now, it's not affiliated with the Hayes Center or anything like that. But there's also this Abraham Lincoln guy that, um, you know, sort of bandies about as Abraham Lincoln. Wait, so you're saying it's not the real Abraham Lincoln? It's not, no. This, oh, man, this, I'm so disappointed. Yeah, this unfortunately is not the real Abraham Lincoln. You know what? You know what? Still cool. Still yeah. cool. It'd yeah. still be cool. All right, all right. Yeah. well, let's do this. So we got a video we need to talk about, and uh, we've got hard deadlines. Sometimes we're just yeah. going forever. 
here's my proposal, and let's talk about the video if we're okay with it, because I don't have a video in mind for next week. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Uh-huh. So we may be in trouble where we just pick some random video that none of us care about. So, so here's a proposal. Let's think about it as we discuss this video for the next 25 minutes or so. Here's what I'm thinking. Craig, we could do away with our personal show that we do next week. Maybe okay. we record from like 6 to 7.30. Two-part episode. You know, that way we have two things we can upload instead of just one. What if the three of us come with some type of a reward? Like maybe we buy each other a $5 gift card. We're journalists. I'm not saying we need to put big money up on this. But let's do something where it's worth something to people. You know, we'll send you a 5 bucks on Cash App for whoever wins or whatever else case might be. And let's have a contest. Now we can utilize some of our guests to help out or whatever. We'll send out the link. I'll create the link for next week's show. If they call in during the show, we will rank who's the most valuable guest. And maybe we could get somebody like any of the guests we have on before, Craig, to be a judge. You know what I mean? Because oh. if we're judging ourselves, it's going to be ridiculous because... You well, know, what, if, we... what if there is a, um, like a, a numerical system where we could say you have... Like, okay, we know that Tay Diggs follows everybody and their mother on Twitter, but we also know that everybody and their mother on Twitter follows Tay Diggs. Uh But what if we have a, like a ratio where they have like 10,000, it's like the the number of followers minus or divided or whatever by the number of followees. So then that way, like if someone's got like 50,000 followers, but then they only follow four, that's probably the winner because you're getting someone that does not really like just follow everybody and their brother on Twitter. You know what I mean? So that way there's no issues with having to line up other judges or anything like that. But you, you instead take it for what's the ratio of followers to followees. Okay. I see what you're saying. I I, I don't generally like math, but I I understand (laughs) that and appreciate it. Yeah. Yes. I'll point to so like way. if you have a fifteen thousand followers, but you have fifteen thousand people that you're following, you're not as you know it's not as impressive as if you have right. twenty thousand followers and and you follow two people back. You know what I mean? Right, right. I think having a judge or maybe a panel of judges would be preferable because now you got people that can give us a hard time. We can give them a hard time. There's more conversation going on. That's great. You are right, though, because we're doing this on a particular time. We're not saying, you know, we're not like the NFL who will move our game around, you know, just to satisfy our teams or whatever. You know, the judge has got to come in between 6 and 7.30. Our guests would have to come in between 6 and 7.30. So it's quite possible we may not get a judge. So if we don't get a judge, I think we come up with a ratio. Let's make it simple. I would say how many Twitter followers they have, you get a point for each Twitter follower. And if you don't have Twitter, based on like your friend numbers or your, you know, fan page, if you have a fan page. Are we, are we okay with that? Well, I mean, if we can't find a judge, I'm just thinking like if, if, cause your, your idea at the beginning was sort of the, the idea was, 
the the obscurity of someone that that follows you like if you have like someone with 20,000 followers but they only follow five people back and you're one of them that's pretty impressive right. so you're right. you're right. you're the reward is that like that's they're the best person that you could get on the show because they don't just follow everybody and you they follow you so the fact that they have fewer followers is more impressive than the fact that they have you know, like we could get uh, Chris McNeil and he's got 400,000 followers, you know, but if he if he followed 350,000 people back, it's not as impressive as if, if, if he would have had, you know, 10 followed backs, you know, and, you know, he follows okay. me, he follows you. He, I think he might even follow the podcast, but, you know, getting him, it would be too much, you know, it would be hard to, to beat that because if you're giving a point for every follower, He's automatically going to win because right. he's got four hundred thousand people. But that just, but, and that doesn't include the ratio of of followers to follows. Right? Okay. Well, yeah. then let's put it this way: instead of giving a ratio out for each guest, whoever's number one is based on the ratio. So if Albert Bell's the first guest and he follows one person that has ten billion followers, then his ratio is ten billion. So instead of figuring out for everybody who calls in, we're just saying, okay, you got to beat 10 billion. And so if, you know, Joe gets, you know, Tay Diggs a call and his ratio is five, we know Albert Bell beats Tay Diggs. Right, right. Okay. All right. Yeah. So let's, okay. That's kind of our, our, our thing. I'm still hoping that we can get a judge because it'd be fun and we can make fun of the judge. If the judge says, Hey, I think Megan Henry's a better guest than David Letterman. We could be like, "What?" You know, <laughs> Megan Henry's not a, big, a bigger name guest than David Letterman. I don't know what you're talking about. Megan Henry's a way better guest than David yeah. Letterman. Yeah, and Megan Henry's probably He's going. Megan why Henry. Did they, why did they bring? I don't me work with guy? David Letterman. Yeah, and there's got to be, and you know, there's got to be allegations of, "Oh, you know, the judge. That's why the judge is picking your dumb guests over the other person." So, okay. We're on the track. It looks like that's going to be it. But honestly, guys, we got 23 minutes before we close, and we haven't even gotten to the video today. So it's just like a holiday party. Yes. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. What, what better time to have a holiday party? And my goodness. Now, and just think of the guests we could have. I mean, I, I'm thinking maybe our boss for a, a guest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Joe, there's a billion different directions we can go, which... Absolutely. I think I might reach out to Alan Miller. What, what a better way of capping off... Uh, the great Alan Miller is retiring from the, the dispatch this month. And next week, it's almost at the end of the month. What better way of capping the career than being a judge on the Ohioan podcast as we try to figure out... <laughs> and a, uh, being a judge on a goofy Twitter follower contest yes. thing that we came up with. <laughs> Come on, Alan. <laughs> That'll go right into his top... It'll go right into his top three uh, career accomplishments. So Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, like. we're, we're, we're on this path, but let's get through this week because if not, we'll have to talk about this week's topic next week um gordon <laughs> ramsey um so what we did uh was we wanted to find christmas food um i randomly picked out some random christmas food video i'm like eh, i want a guy that we know we understand we love and hey i picked gordon ramsey i i want to talk at first a, a little bit about gordon ramsey it looks like this is his own tv channel 
like Gordon has had Kitchen Nightmares, he's had Hell's Kitchen and other stuff. But this um, video that I shared, there was a big GR at the side. Does Gordon Ramsay have his own TV network? I don't know. The, the video that we watched looked like it was quite a few years old as far as when it right. was taped. I don't know that he has his own channel anymore, or maybe he did that when he was you know, becoming more popular. I think at this point, he probably doesn't need anything like that to, you know, to get get himself into the public spotlight. So right. maybe it was like an older older thing that he had or or something like that. Okay. Um Joe, I, I just a bunch of random questions I want to throw out there. Uh-huh. Um okay, I eat a really good ham at a family get together on Sunday, so I got nothing against ham. I, I kind of felt weird that Gordon Ramsay was slapping around the ham. I'm not a cook. Have you ever seen anybody do that? I mean, I know he's different, but I thought that was weird. Well, I mean, the way I look at it, it's Gordon Ramsay. And uh, the way that the ham turned out in the video, not for nothing, but if it means that my ham's going to turn out that way, yeah, I'm going to slap it. Okay. Sorry. I mean, uh, but yeah, I kind of thought that was, I did uh, pick up on that. I was like, hmm, <laughs> maybe that's to make sure that she actually got like a ham and not a tofurkey or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, because look, I, I, I can, I can plink around in the kitchen a little bit, but I got skills nowhere near anything like Gordon Ramsay's got. So I'm sure he has, you know, see culinary secrets, uh, stored in his noodle that, uh, you know, put anything I know about a kitchen to shame. So maybe you're supposed to slap the ham before you, uh, um, you know, chutneyfy it and everything. But you quickly go down a weird path because, you know, what's he going to say on why show who's boss? Well, you don't slap around things to show who's boss. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I thought that was weird. I, I'm a very big Gordon Ramsay guy. Um, I think I've, I know I've told Craig this. I'm not sure if I shared this with Joe. I, I'm. Yeah, it sounds weird. I'm, I was going to say I'm into old men, which would be very strange. Uh, but I'm, you need to get more sleep, dude. Yes. That's the show next week right there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Lots of old men are going to be calling in. It's going to be fantastic. But no, it just, okay. I, I enjoy listening to old men talk. Grumpy old men make me laugh. Okay, I guess that sounds better than I'm into old dudes. Like, you know, I, I used to like Don Imus because I, just a grumpy old dude that yelled and screamed at everybody. Um, Regis. Regis wasn't grumpy, but Regis is an old dude. Um, who else? Oh, Rickles. Don like, Rickles was great. You love John Tortorella. Maybe that's why. Yes. You know? he's a, yeah. He's a, grumpy old, a grumpy old man. Uh, pretty accurate. Yeah, no lie detected. So. Uh, the old puppets there on Muppets, like the, the dudes there up in the uh, the rafters yelling at everybody. You know, it's great. I got to tell you, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I think Gordon Ramsay's getting that status. I mean, he he curses a little bit too much. I, I'm not into a lot of cussing, but, I, I mean, Gordon, I, I can listen to him doing a podcast. I mean, hey, I was busy at work. I more or less listened to the video. But I was entertained by just hearing Gordon talk. I like that. I would put Gordon Ramsay on the Manning cast. I mean, I, you know, I mean, he's got that stature, and you, you know, the Mannings aren't grumpy old men. But you know, 
I, I can. That's the best compliment I can give to you. If I say, hey, I want to sit here, I can listen to you talk. That's wonderful. And, and Gordon Ramsay's hit that with me. Do you, you guys like listening to Gordon Ramsay talk? I, um, I, outside of this video, yes, some, but okay. man, I, I really appreciated this video and not just because everything he did looked absolutely phenomenally delicious. Um, I appreciated his enthusiasm throughout the whole thing. He was pretty much bouncing while he was cooking, yeah. you know, and it, it seemed like, not for nothing, but it, it seemed like maybe a little more of his real personality, especially in the kitchen preparing food, compared to, you know, bread around somebody's head. What are you, an idiot sandwich? You know, but beyond that, 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 you know, persona of the, you know, the, the cursing, insulting, hard nosed, you know, kitchen supervisor, reformer, whatever, it's like, no, I'm going to bake a ham and make this chutney and make this awesome salmon salad, you know, uh, and, and it, and it really came across. And also, as you said, you know, from, from slapping the ham on, on down, it was just cool to see <laughs> his process, you know? So, yeah, but I, I, I watched the, I watched the video earlier today and, and like was pulled into it, oh, you know, yeah. rather than, yeah. rather than having it in the background. I was like, yeah. yeah, and of course I thought I could do that. And by the end of it, I'm like, yeah, but it wouldn't be like that, man. <laughs> It'd be a little bit different. <laughs> um, you know, I, I can listen to Gordon Ramsay talk about a lot of stuff. Um, let me look it up because I'm going to say something really embarrassing. What was that show that Gordon Ram, Ramsay was on? I think it was on British TV for a while, and they tried it on Fox for a while. It was like F Kitchen or something. Hell's Kitchen. Well, no, it was like. It was post Hell's Kitchen. Oh, okay. Okay. He would be like, it was like an old variety show where he'd mm. sit at a table and, yeah, he would talk about food, but he would have like a musician on. It, it was kind of like a talk show. Oh, wow. man. Have you guys seen that? I've never seen that. No. I don't know that I have. And it was kind of provocative because it was like F something. The F word UK. Yeah, the F word. And that I think that's and I think that's what they call it in America. And they called it the F word US in America. Yeah. There okay. you go. And it was a it was indeed a Fox creation back in 2017. And, and they were referring to the F word because Gordon Ramsay likes to say the F word. But I it, it was very strange, and I think that's why it didn't last that long in America. But, I mean, he literally, I watched a show or two of it, and he would sit and talk to a rock star or a movie star or something. But it was in a busy restaurant. He would have, like, um, people come up to him. Hey, Gordon, is this okay? And he would say, oh, no, it sucks or it's okay. So you you had a little bit of a feel of Hell's Kitchen, but it was more like it was at a real kitchen. It wasn't just this random game show or whatever. Right, right. And again, I... I'm not into hearing Gordon Ramsay yell the F word over and over again. I'm not, I'm not that guy, but I want grumpy Gordon Ramsay. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and maybe not even as a TV show, just as a podcast. I mean, he's some guy I would want to sit and listen to. I, yeah, I'm kind of down. Was there any other, and um, we're getting kind of the time we got to start talking about our big show next week. Any foods that kind of struck you? The ham kind of struck me because I'm a ham guy. And well, I love how 
Oh, I, I was I was taken aback on how he prepared the ham initially. It seemed as though he did like sort of like a brine like boil, like he boiled yeah. the ham, mm-hmm. which is something I've never seen before uh, with a ham. And I don't know that. I, I mean, I'm sure it probably helps infuse the flavors of all the stuff that he put in while also cooking it slightly. So then right. maybe. Um, when he went to the roasting aspect of it, he didn't have to roast it for a long period of time. So that was something I don't know that I've ever seen anybody, you know, boil a ham before. And usually boiled meat isn't exactly the most flavorful, but doing what he did where he put a bunch of spices and, you know, things of that nature to kind of uh, dress up the water a little bit, probably helped make it taste a little bit better. And then also, probably helped the cook time with it and allowed it to be a little bit more tender as well. Yeah. That's like probably, well, I don't want to say probably, but possibly just a, a, a take on the whole, you know, Hey, parboil your ribs before you grill them. Yeah. yeah. Or roast them or whatever. Right. Um, and that way it, it, you know, helps keep them, you know, from drying out so much and, and definitely, yeah. With all the stuff he had in, in that, uh, that brine like solution, I'm, it's incredibly insulting. I'm sure that we call it a Brian like it had a very specific fancy name that I have yeah. since forgotten. I have um, also forgotten. Yeah. But uh, it, yeah, I could definitely see like that wasn't just pre-cooking. It was very much let's speed up the process of getting this goodness into this chunk of pork. And then we roast it and it ends up with that phenomenal finish that it had coming out of the oven, you know? Yeah. Um, I really was shocked I, he made that that salmon based mm. salad he said a little bit lighter than the ham and the chutney and i was like i am not necessarily a salad guy at all and uh holy moly i'd eat that it was just it looked phenomenal with the uh the cold eggs and the uh, um the potatoes yeah. and the, the beans and everything i was like oh my goodness and then that uh what was it? It was a, a, a specific kind of mayo, I believe. Anyway, oh, yeah, anyway he, he made yeah. his own mayo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, oh, I mean, I, I don't know that I've ever seen anybody, like, uh, he almost, like, you know, and, and Joe mentioned this with the ribs, it's almost like he took the skin off the salmon like he was removing the silver skin off of ribs. He just took it right off, and I'm like, I don't know that I've ever seen anybody you know, do that with salmon and be able to I do it something like that. That was pretty impressive. And then I've never seen anybody, uh, He when he went to poach the eggs, he put the poached eggs in in those little tiny coffee or, you know, espresso cups uh-huh. so he could, like, get a really uniform egg, you know, where it wasn't all waving out when you put it in the, the, the water. I guess I wouldn't say, I don't know that he boiled it or that he uh, poached it or whatever, but However he prepared it, I've never seen anybody do it like that where they put it in a, you know, a, a cooking vessel so it kind of like tightly winds it up so it's like a, right. a really good looking mm-hmm. egg, which was Well, kind I of- and you know, if you notice those those cups, those espresso cups too, they were like particularly thick walled and I want yeah. them now. I want them <laughs> for that reason in particular because he and technically he didn't actually poach the eggs, he coddled them. That's right. That's and right. that was and that was one of the differences. And oh my! At the end of the video where he cut into it, I was like, "Oh my God, it's so beautiful!" <laughs> uh, that just looked phenomenal. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I seriously I liked. I you know, he's make sure you know something that'll withstand the heat. And I was like, "Ah!" It's like no, that Joe. That's just because your your little coffee cups 
are not of the same quality as Mr. Ramsey's little coffee cups. <laughs> right, right. He can put his little coffee cups in boiling water in the oven. It works fine. Yes. Don't do it with yours. You know, Sam Walton didn't intend for the ones that you bought at his store to function yeah. quite the same way. But yeah, I love that whole process too, Craig. I, I just watched that. The assembling of that of that uh, salad up to and including where he pulled it. And he pulled the skin off the salmon just like it was it was, it's supposed to happen that way. And I'm like, that never <laughs> works that way for me. Yeah. Well, how did he do that? <laughs> I've been, um, I will give a recommendation before I leave, uh, before I leave, before we're done. Um, check out Gordon Ramsay and Norm McDonald. Uh, they were together on a podcast mm. for Conan, not a podcast, a, a late night show of Conan O'Brien. Okay. Uh, really funny. It, it was like eight minutes of, you know, Norm was such a great podcast guest that he would be off and be asked to stay on. Usually, you know, after the late, I keep saying podcast, the late night show guests, usually after they're gone, they're gone. But Norm always would stick around with Conan. And uh, Gordon was uh, cooking some stuff, and Norm was trying to get in the way, and they ended up cussing at each other. And uh, the camera got Gordon Ramsay flipping <laughs> Norm the bird. And <laughs> Uh, it was a, a great segment because kind of was like, no, this live air, you know, we can't do it. And obviously aired because Conan's Conan, but no, no, it was good. So it sounds like a callback to like the days of the, the, uh, Johnny Carson days on the tonight show where, where yeah. guests, some of the guests would hang around and, and interact that way, you know? Yeah. Would, yeah. I'm going to check that out. Very good. Um, all right. So we got, Eight minutes. We gotta fi finalize plans. I'm excited about this. Maybe, okay. So here's what I'm thinking, and let me kind of remember what we said. <laughs> um, okay, so the name of the game is to come up with the biggest name. We're gonna try to get some judges. Where the judge, it'll be up to the judge to say, "Hey, I think you know Laura Kessel's a bigger name guest than." Megan Henry, you know what I mean? Like, we'll we'll see if we have a judge make that determination on their own. Um, it probably good to have a panel of three, maybe that way. You know, we'll pay off a judge to say, you know, Lori Kessel's a bigger name than Barack Obama. You know, you know what or, I mean? Like, or at least we each have an opportunity to pay off a judge. Yeah, if we have yeah. three judges, that way we, right. everybody's got a chance to bribe somebody. You can only bribe one judge. This is this is kind of getting like the NFL rules. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's getting confusing. Well, here's here's what I'm thinking. I would say, and yeah, you know, we don't have a lot of extra money, so I I, I want to go very low, maybe five or ten bucks. Let's decide that. We each put five bucks in, or let's say five bucks, because that way we could do it again. If we do too much, we'll never be able to do this again. So Fair let's point. say five bucks. Winner gets to pick the gift card of whatever it is, you know, is a Starbucks, Best Buy, wherever, you know, it, it's fine. Um, we may not get a huge live audience because we typically don't do live audiences. We'll have to go live. I think we go live on Facebook, a bunch of other places. I say we, anybody could win. Okay. So we could win. If we win, we take the money. So with it being five bucks, if I win, we get I get to fifteen bucks. 
but our audience can choose to win too. So during this week, let's see who we can get to come on the show. But an audience member, the link will be out there. So somebody who randomly listens to our show, like uh, Patrick Flaherty, our, our probably our, our most famous podcast listener, Craig, would you say? Yeah. I I would I would think so. Yeah. Right. So Patrick can play, even though he's only been on the podcast once, or even somebody random who just hears this and says, "Wow, let me check this out. This will be good." So fifteen dollars Starbucks gift card, sure. Right. So somebody could come in and win it, or we could win it. You know, if nobody else comes in, or I would say the judges should not be allowed to enter. Right. Yeah, I think I, that's yeah, yeah. I, I I think that way we at least maintain this veneer of respectability, and then any bribing will go on behind the scenes. Yes, whatever. <laughs> well, how about this? I'm saying this because the first time we do, it, we're not going to get a ton of participation. Right. How about if we say, say the judges are like, and I'll pick on some regular guests we have on the show: Megan, Danae, and Laura Kessel. You know, let's say that, that that's our panel of judges. What if if Laura tries to bring somebody on, she'll say, "Hey, I got you know Barack Obama," and we say, "Well, Laura, you can't win." Laura's like, "I will v- give him the Joe." Is that fair? <clears throat> because that way, Laura can participate. Is that fair? Or is that wrong? Well, I think in this hypothetical, it's absolutely fair because clearly I would win. Right, but you know. <clears throat> Uh, no, I think that's fine. If, if especially because of the uh, element of the, unpre- I mean, and I, I could be wrong, but I like that element of unpredictability because it's just going to make the show better, right? It's and, not like that, you know. Right, and the more people that get involved, it'll be good. Right. I would also say, and oh, we're, we're almost up against it, Craig. What do you think about this? I, I think they need to put their name on because on video we can put our names on. I think yeah. they need to tell us who their name is right away. Because I don't know every pop culture person, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. That makes sense. Well, how do we vouch for them? Because we, we're not going to know everybody. Well, I guess you can always look them up while you're Okay, so the guest comes talking, on. You know. <clears throat> introduce yourself. I'm... Yeah. I'm Betty Smith. I'm a cub reporter for the, I don't know, the the Cincinnati Post or whatever. You know, we say, oh, that's great. And we can look them up while they do that. So. Yeah. Okay. Any other, and we can talk about this during the week, but I want to make sure we get the basics ironed out. Anything yeah, I, else? I, I think we got the yeah, framework down. Um, okay. And it, it goes for, I like your idea there, casting a wider net that the judges have. You know, the judges might just be like, well, it just so happens that I went to school with big famous person in this industry. Right. And we follow each other. And, and I happen to know that they're going to be free next Wednesday or whatever. So, yeah, I, I like that. I also like that element of of unpredictability there. So. Okay. And the fun thing about it, and I'll get the link out um I, I got to check in my wife right after this, but I'll get the link out to you guys tomorrow. Now, the other challenge is going to be we are doing this over Christmas. So, yeah, we could send whatever emails or social media posts we want to send out now, but it might be hard. But, again, 
once we get back, we're going to record this next Wednesday. So, you know, Christmas is Sunday, or no, Saturday. Uh, but you'll have a couple of days after Christmas. And, hey, it's Christmas vacation. You might be more likely to get a bigger name than you would if it's mid-January or mid-June or whatever. Fair point. Yes, indeed. Okay. So five bucks, is that okay for everybody? I don't want to put everyone out too much. No, I'm down for it. Yeah, okay. All right. So, man, I'm looking forward to this. I, I don't think we could do this every week, but if this goes, maybe we do this on occasion. This this, this would be fun. I, I'm, so, and hey, it's a way of building up the audience, too. Should we share this on Dot Hub, Joe? What, what do you think? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how many of the introverted extroverts or extroverted introverts, because it's kind of what you know, it's an extension of the old copy desk principle. Uh, the the dot kind of is. It's it goes to uh, I, I every copy desk I ever worked on had some of the most introverted extroverts I'd ever seen, and it sounds like a, I know it sounds like an oxymoron, but it's really not. Once you meet these people, they're my people. That's pretty much the way it is. <laughs> the point of doing a show like this is you want to get more people involved. It's a easy way of advertising to more people. Yeah. I will say I'm going to get depressed if our 12 contestants are our fellow dot members and Megan Henry <laughs> picks her favorite dot member to win. I mean, it's, just, <laughs> yeah. it's, that, it's that one guy who was like, oh, he just had that one really good story a couple of years ago and yeah. got like 7,000 followers from it. Give me a break. Right, right. I just... <laughs> And that forgets our, our job. I mean, we need to have somebody. I mean, I got some names in mind. We've had some podcast guests. I've, I got. Ooh, I can tell you offline. I got a boy. Oh, hey, I got a boy band member, who, you know, he says, "Hey, don't bug me too much, but I might come back." There you go. That might be the leader of the clubhouse, and we can get him on. Well, there you go. Yeah, fantastic. All right. Anything else, guys? We're up against it, so I'm not going to bore you all with with lots of um, promotion. Check our sponsors. They're on our podcast page. Um, support them. And we, we got a bunch of podcasts coming every day. Uh, it's good. Uh, anything else you guys want to promo real quick before we close? Oh, just, you know, as you as we mentioned there, in the middle of the, of the holiday breaks for everybody, you know, certainly Merry Christmas. Uh, happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. Hope it's going well. Hope it goes well. Um, hope our uh, insanity we're trying to pull off next week goes well <laughs> as well. That'll be a holiday theme. It'll be a relative relative Christmas miracle if it all works the way it's supposed to. But it's going to be fun. But yeah, that's it, man. I, I hope I hope everybody's having a good a good holiday break if they get one. If they don't, I hope they have a good break when they do get it. Yeah. I, I got to drop a message in Dot Hub. We, we, we got to, Joe. It's almost a prime. <laughs> All right. Well, for Craig and Joe, this is Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Have a great holiday. Uh, have a good one. Next week, it could be fun or really embarrassing. Uh, I'm hoping it's not the latter, but we'll see. All right. Have a great one, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs>